back to another episode of an Extra Dose podcast. We are Alexis and Samantha Bellbell, and you guys may follow us on Instagram. Hopefully you do. Our handles are at alexis.bellbell and at Samantha Bellbell. So if you guys are new here, we love sharing wellness stuff, fitness, food, fashion, lifestyle tips. I feel like a lot of it is us rambling with each other. And thank you guys so much for all of your support and sweet messages. You guys are so loyal and we appreciate it. So thank you for your sweet messages. I know recently you guys have been messaging both of us and on our account on Instagram at an extra dose podcast have been messaging us, telling us that you guys have been listening. You guys found us during the quarantine and you love listening. So thank you. Thank you for listening and for sharing all those messages. Thank you for reviewing us and rating us. It means a lot and we're so grateful. So thank you. We hope you guys are having a good summer. I can't believe that we're in July already. It's insane to me because it feels like the summer just started. I mean, I know it's technically... It doesn't even feel like the summer. Like, we were just talking about it the other day. Like, when 4th of July happened, it didn't even feel like... It felt like it was 4th of July, but I'm like, I can't believe it's like... I couldn't believe... Like, I remember when July started. I remember I was watching the TV and it said something like July 1st. And I was like, oh, this must have been a repeat from 2019. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, no. That was today. Yeah. So, it really doesn't feel... I feel like we've just been going through the motions of, like, all the holidays and, like, summer and everything. And just not even realizing that... It's actually here. And summer is actually, like we said this before, it's our favorite month, our favorite season, not month. And we were born obviously in June and I just feel like we're summer babies. I, I, lo- I look forward to the summer every single year. I don't care how hot it is. I still love it. We grew up in El Paso, so pretty much like Arizona climate and where it's like 110 and dry is like a normal temperature for June. So we're so used to the heat and I kind of love it. So I live for like pool days and just doing anything like that. So it kind of makes me sad when fall starts because I'm like, I hate winter. So it's like, it's like, I know it's coming and I, I know, I know people love fall and then I really do like fall, but I think it's knowing that it's like coming. And I used to get like that when I always talk about this with Taylor, when, when I knew all the school supplies got set out, like probably around now, I would like a pit would start in my stomach. Like I didn't mind school, but I pretty much did not like high school. I was not one of the people that liked it. Neither was Alexis. Like I, I, even when I think back on I still don't like it. So <laughs> I did like college though. And, um, so I think that's like, I don't know. I feel like I still get like kind of anxiety about it. Like I don't, I don't. So when the school supplies backtrack, when it comes out, I think I was, I would already start getting anxiety that I didn't want the summer to end and I didn't want to go back to school. So <laughs> I think that, that kind of still sticks with me, even though I've been out of school for so long. Yeah. I mean, I just don't like the winter. I mean, I think parts of it I like, but generally I love summer. It's so sunny and happy and I love it. But we've been spending our summer well, we haven't, we've been at, normally we would have traveled a lot during the summer. That's like our time when we go on family vacations and we just, I feel like we travel a lot more in the summer, but obviously with everything going on. Like spring and summer. Yeah. It hasn't been like that, which is fine. We've been spending our time at our parents' house a lot. We've been at the pool and getting a lot of quality family time, which has been fun. And then our friends have come over and hung out. I feel like since a lot of our friends, their parents don't live here, they're like all the adopted children. (laughs) And we legit look like all their kids, but... Well, it kind of started after our birthday. I think they started coming over because they came over for our birthday to our parents' house. And I feel like ever since then, we've been like... Well, whether it's like Taylor or some of my close friends. They have like... They have a lot of adopted children. Yeah, none of their families live here. So it's like they've all become like their adopted kids. And 
I think they love it. I don't know if they do or not, but I think I, my parents love entertaining them and hosting them. I know that they do that much. My mom, like, I feel like I'm back in high school and she's like making us snacks and like, you Going know. Going grocery shopping. Yeah. I feel like I'm back in high school every time I come here. Yeah. We're just like always hanging out. I mean, I love it. I don't care if I'm 29. People, I love that, come, it. people that come do work on their house, they're, like if they stop in, they've been here like more than once, they're probably like... Do these girls ever? Do they live here? Do no, they we go, think we live here. We don't, but we, we live. <laughs> I live here. We live Forty minutes. I think away. we've talked about this before. If you Google my name, which I don't know, you probably won't. But if you do, if you you might see that it says I live in my parents. It says they live in Rockwell, which is where my parents live. I live in Dallas with Sam, but it it's a joke. It's a joke in our family because it says I live. I do. I come here a lot, so it's probably kind of fitting. But I don't mind it. I'm gonna take it take it all in while I can when I'm single and have nothing I mean I have stuff going on but I have a lot of time well, I'm not single but I take advantage of it right now well, when you, I'm not yeah you don't have to, I mean you you don't have, you have a lot more free time but for now yeah so anyway that's what we've been doing our summer hopefully it slows down a little because I want it to last forever so I know I feel like it's speeding but I, at the same time I feel like every day is the same yeah like January, every day is the same the month flies by but then every day feels so long I don't, yeah, get, I don't it. get it. It's such a weird thing. I saw a meme on Instagram that said that, and I was like, oh, that's really? so but true. But that's so true. Every day feels like it's forever, yeah. and then January feels like And then you're like, like wait, years what ago. happened to, like, the spring and the summer, you know? Yeah. But speaking of that, we are going to get into everything you need to know about moving. I feel like this is a time where everyone moves a lot. We moved. Might have changed a little bit We COVID, moved. But. Well, I know, but still. We moved seven years ago in August, so I feel like this is, like, the time. I feel like if you graduated from college, I don't know if stuff's different now. I mean, we're, like, so old now. I feel like <laughs> college was, like, a million years ago for us. But if you've graduated recently or you're starting a new job, I feel like those are the times that you're moving, like, in the, in the summer. You know, you're starting your new job. Before we get into that, it can be really stressful, so I wanted to share quickly again about a supplement that we've shared before. It's called Reset, and we've shared it before. Like I said, I shared it on my Instagram a couple of weeks ago, and basically what it is, it's they take a holistic approach to stress, so they combine supplements that are these little capsules that actually have all these natural herbs in them, and they have essential oils in them, so they're so natural they are they were created by doctors and they've done so much research on it and basically it's a daytime and a night capsule and you take those it helps you manage stress and also helps with your immunity because stress also weakens your immunity so this gives you a little boost which we can all need and use right now and we wanted to share that they're available at Target and CVS, and you can also get them on their website, r3set.com, and use our code DOSE. So thank you to them for sponsoring this episode. So like I said, stress is a big thing, and moving definitely stresses you out. So we wanted to share our tips for moving and like a little some tips that we've used and some that you might want to think about next time you're moving. So before you get in, before once you decide you're going to be moving somewhere, you definitely want to make a checklist of that you can kind of sort through and check off as you do each task. So there's a bunch of them online that you can look for that already kind of have ones made for you. But if you've done this before, maybe you know things that you want to check off. But we are really organized people. Our mom especially, she's like a pro at that. I thought we learned it from her. Yeah, she's really organized. I honestly stopped. I didn't write stuff down until we were like, I don't even know. It, it's bad. I would. I went through all of college without making notes or writing stuff in a calendar. I would just remember everything in my head. I don't know what Which I was Which gives you more anxiety. What was I thinking? I don't know. I don't know how I remembered stuff, but I guess my memory was better. I would never write anything down until I think 
I don't know. I think it was still a couple of years ago. Like when we started our job and doing this, like influencers and our job when we worked for ourselves, obviously now, I think I started realizing. No, I would write some stuff down at my other job. I I mean, not to the extent. I put so much in my calendar now. Like I will forget. I will legitimately forget to do stuff just because there's too much stuff going on. I'm doing too many tasks, but I'm sure even if you work in another job, it's probably better that you're writing stuff down. I realized that after forgetting a few things and I was like, okay, I need to write stuff down. I learned the hard way, but, and it definitely makes it better because you can check stuff off. I you love being able to check stuff off. It's can, the best. Yeah. I mean, even if it's mental, but like crossing stuff off, it just feels so good. And then you know that you did it. So I think having a checklist is important. Like I said, you can find some online and then you want to decide if you're going to hire movers or not. If you are going to hire movers, you want to make sure that you get several quotes, like any other thing. I don't, I think we did that when we moved. I mean, it's we did. been so long. Yeah. I remember I went on. I think you Google or Yelp. I don't know what was like the cool thing to do at the time. This was like Yelp. This Yelp. was like forever ago. This was seven years ago. Well, over seven years over ago. Over seven. And I remember we looked at different reviews or if you know something like a friend that's already used someone before. But definitely get different quotes because they will – most companies will charge you for like – I'm not going to go into that. But they will charge you – like I remember we filled something out online and you have to like put how many boxes you have, how many you think you're going to have, like how many like tables you're going to have. Like you have to like – number them out so they can give you a good quote I forgot and, that. and of yeah. course like it can change because you might think you're gonna have this many boxes and you have like way more like wardrobe boxes and then they're like yeah and then they're like i think it's because of the weight or something and if they're gonna pack it up for you yeah yeah then it's the weight because like the oh, movie God. truck it's yeah. like a lot it's goes a mess it. like when we moved seven years ago and we're so lucky we haven't moved again but <laughs> i know that's not the norm but yeah we moved and I remember even the weeks before we were moving because we're like really OCD and like not OCD, but we're sorry, that's the wrong word. We are really disciplined and I get anxiety. Things are not done ahead of time. So we started packing up our apartment like weeks before we were moving. Yeah, we went and got the MRE. Well, like we, so this was in college when we graduated, we moved in May, at the end of May. We went, I remember we went to U-Haul to get the boxes. Oh my boxes. God, that was like another production. We went to U-Haul to get the boxes, and we, at the time, we still had two SUVs at that time, and we went, we took one of our SUVs, and the boxes would not fit in the car. I don't know why they wouldn't fit. I mean, our car was pretty big, but. Because they're huge. Like, the I don't know. boxes are huge. They're so big. We couldn't, the wardrobe boxes, which we'll talk about in a second, are the ones that you can stick the metal rod in, so you would just hang up all your clothes. It's, so they look like, when they're flat, they look yeah. like normal boxes, but they have but a little slot. goes. I mean, yeah. you could probably make your own and save some money, but I wasn't about to do that. So, I mean, they're kind of expensive, but I think they're really worth it. We still have ours in the garage, like, stacked Because, up. so it saves you time because you literally take the clothes that are hung up on the rod in your closet and you put them directly in there and then when you get to your new place that you're living in you just literally take them out of the box and hang them take up. them out of the box and on the hanger otherwise and hang them you up. have to take everything off the hanger full especially if you're moving like cities put it put it in a box fold everything up and then take it out and re-iron everything and the reason like you could do the trash bag method where you just put them on hangers like leave on the hangers i think we did a few like, trash bags though. but those can kind of wrinkle too. So, I mean, it just depends like how far you'll be moving and stuff like that. If you're well, just, these, the other thing is they'll just be upright. Well, yeah. They should be as opposed to like if you have your Well, clothes. I will say that we had some stuff that was longer and like I don't know what we did. With, I think we like, I don't know what we did. I mean, it's not perfect. It's, it's not perfect. ideal, but like it's the best, I think it's the best option unless you guys have better ways. But I mean, if you're going to move like to a different apartment and you can just put it in your car and drive like 10 minutes, then you could probably just fold them down in your car and it's fine. Like put, put leave them on the hangers. But if you're like legit getting like movers to move it then i would suggest this yeah and so obviously yeah get quotes from people like sam said and decide if you if you are not 
going to hire movers. I mean, make sure you have people that are going to help you because if you don't have a lot of items, you're going to need someone who's like a little bit stronger and bigger um, to kind of help you. I don't know, just to help you carry stuff. I mean, we had movers, so I can't really say, but, but even I know then, friends, that have, labor, friends that have moved have had like a guy or someone help them. I mean, not that girls can't be strong, but you're going to need some hands. Like I helped you're petite, like us. Yeah, I helped, tall. I helped um, one of my ex-boyfriends move a couple years ago and we, I, um, I can't remember if he had movers or not. I don't remember. No, I don't think he did. I don't know. I can't remember, but I remember doing a lot of stuff with him, like taking clothes. He was just moving from apartment to apartment, so it wasn't too bad, but it was just the in and out. Take every clothes, like clothes back and forth and like little items here and there. You'd go back to get grab like five but items. You feel like people are putting like new items oh, in there. Oh, God. Like things are Yeah, really like where all this? I mean, I didn't live there, but I was like, where's all this coming from? We'd go back and be like almost done, and then there's like more stuff, more stuff, more <laughs> stuff. So I don't know. I prefer the movers, but I'm willing to spend money on that because, you know, it's important to it's me. It's time to. But yeah, so I mean, it's obviously you're paying for that help, but I think it's worth it. So before you even move, though, I think it's really important to declutter. That's a really good time to clean stuff out and to, to get rid of stuff, to donate, to do all that stuff because you don't, you know, you don't want to carry all that with you and then have to do it later. So you might as well just clean it out before you go. And you can also schedule a donation pickup, which we definitely did this. Um, you can schedule, I don't remember what we used specifically, but you can find someone in your area. If you have like a dresser or something really big that you want to donate and you want to get rid of, they can come to your house and pick it up. Like ours was upstairs and they came, didn't they come upstairs to get it? Yeah, I think so. So that's also an option if you have like big items you want to get rid of. You can also just go to take them yourself if it's smaller things, but I would definitely look into that. You can also find boxes at recycling drop-offs. I don't know how many are available now with everything going on, but if you are trying to save money, you want to go buy a bunch of boxes at U-Haul or something, you can always go to these, you know, places that recycle or like maybe like stores and stuff that have boxes outside and like maybe ask them if they're not going to use them or something. Um, and also like even when you go to like, I mean like things like Costco. I mean yeah, they, they usually have boxes like they'll put, they're kind of open though. Yeah. But if you have like a lot of big stuff, you just need to put it in there. They always give you boxes. I don't know if they're doing that with COVID, but they used to just give you boxes and you could like put your produce and stuff in there. So you could do something like that. Yeah. And then you also, when I was researching this online, they were saying to choose a midweek and a mid-month date. Apparently it's less expensive, which well, makes, makes sense, total sense. But I know some, given your flexibility and you might not be able to do that, but if you can, that's what we would recommend. And that's what we read online. I don't know what day of the week we moved. I feel like we moved at the end of the month. I yeah, feel like we did. It was, and but yeah, I mean, we couldn't control that. I mean, if you if you can wait, I feel like it is the middle of the month is a weird time to be moving. But well, because most people's leases end right or beginning, you know. Yeah. Um, and then also they were saying to create, and this makes perfect sense to create a moving folder, like a physical file, which our mom does this with like trips and everything. You get like a just a Manila folder or something, and or like you, one of those like big. I don't File, know what called filing file folders. folders. Yeah. And you put all your stuff for moving in there, like whether it's like receipts, papers, contracts, um, anything like that that you want to keep together in a safe place so you don't lose anything. And I wasn't I was thinking in my head, well, why don't you just keep it online on a folder? But it's easy to lose stuff. Like sometimes people don't do some people are old school and they don't do stuff electronically. Especially some of these like storage yeah. places. They were they like don't do what stuff, we did was very old. They don't school. do stuff electronically, so it's probably better to have the physical one. Even though I'm like so tech savvy, I don't like keeping physical stuff. But it's good just to have for that because you're there's so many moving parts and pieces. And then um, you definitely wanna 
declutter, like I said, declutter. And then when you're actually packing stuff up, you want to, before you start, you want to go obviously go buy packing materials, especially for the kitchen, because think about stuff that's going to be like all the china and the plates. We didn't have a lot of stuff that we moved like that the first time, but I feel like you start collecting stuff. And like if you're older, you probably have like nicer plates and appliances and all that stuff, like, you know, blenders and stuff. You want to make sure that you have the right tools to package them, not just like throw them in a box. So make sure you stock up on all that. And then like kind of like how we said we started really early maybe if you're really busy and you really need to fit it all in just set aside an hour every day to pack some stuff up like maybe set aside like an hour to pack up your room every day or like the kitchen or slowly do a little bit of each room at a time that way you can just like kind of tackle instead of waiting until like the day before to move to pack everything up i think that's like gives me anxiety thinking about that some people do it though. i know and they get it done i don't know how um you want to also when you're the day you're moving pack a bag with all your essentials for that day because it's when you get back get back to your new place everything's all over the place and you want to have like whatever you need for that night whatever it you is you want to be digging at 2 a.m yeah. for you don't need opening like 20 boxes i don't know what we did i i don't remember what we did but well we probably put stuff in a separate bag i think we did yeah we because you know what we were staying in a bag. hotel we were staying in a hotel until we moved into our house so yeah definitely have stuff that's accessible you don't want to be digging through like a million boxes when you're like half asleep and you're frustrated and you're tired of packing and like unboxing you just want to go to bed yeah so do that and then uh, this thing i saw online which is a really good tip so you they say to label each room with a different color which i'm sure we all do but then they're saying if you have movers to put that color tape at the entrance of the door oh, yeah. so you don't have to tell them this goes in the living room you just say it goes in the blue room and then like they know where to put everything because it can get confusing if you have like three bedrooms and you're exhausted and you just yeah. want to be like and they do they will accidentally not on purpose they'll put stuff in the wrong room and then so. like they're annoying every five minutes like which room which i mean i get it but it's just like you're trying to focus on 10 things mm-hmm. and you have like all these people at your house so I think it's easier if you just color coordinate it. They're also saying that you can get a piece of string and you could, when you close the box, before you close the seal the box, if you put the string like so where the ends are hanging out on both sides before you tape up the top, and that way it's much easier to open the box. You just pull the string. Oh, instead I of ripping the that. tape yeah, off. That's yeah, idea. it's a lot easier than having to get like all these box. I mean, you'll have to use cutters, but it's just easier to open them. Like, you don't want to break a nail or something. Yeah. Um,. And then they're saying you want to make sure you get the right size boxes, which obviously makes sense because, I mean, you think like obviously you you don't want to, you, you obviously it's a big item you put in a big box, but they're saying if you choose something that's the wrong size, if you put like, they said they always put the heavy items in small boxes, which I think I always fail at because, and put like the lighter stuff in bigger boxes. So like it's not as heavy and you're carrying uh, it around. Yeah, I don't think I think. I just like threw everything in, but <laughs> I'm not a packer or a mover. So that obviously makes sense. And then they're saying don't leave any empty spaces in the boxes because like stuff will fall, or, like you know, fall over it or can break. Shift. Yeah. yeah, we a lot of our mirrored furniture unfortunately broke when we moved, and I was I had a feeling that was going to happen, but. It wasn't, I mean, it just wasn't, either it wasn't taped properly, like bubble wrap properly, or just like hit something. Our glass table was fine, wasn't no, it? No, there was a little bit oh, of there was that a was, how do you, oh, how do you yeah. forget? We had this glass countertop, uh, countertop, this glass tabletop in our kitchen that we had gotten, we had a, we had like a table from Z Gallery that we got on super sale when we were in college, I remember, and we still use it to this day. Yeah. But um, it had a glass, it was like a glass square top, and so we moved they brought it in and it had a little bit of a chip like on the bottom and you could barely see it. And then fast forward like four years later, I think, and 
we had always have like our these placemats on it so we you couldn't really see but there was like a little bit of a crack and it like had gone to like the middle of the table but I didn't even notice because I we have placemats on it one day I was sitting there but why it kept we would always like tip the table though because why yeah. would we work like that we're like putting all this pressure I don't know I don't know it wasn't stable but I had my laptop on there and I was like leaning on the table I don't know why and all of a sudden the table is like literally half of it a third of it is like in my lap and on my foot I don't know. The crack must have like gone all the way through, and I didn't realize. And it's like the really pressure gross. kept building. Yeah, the pressure kept building, and then it fell. Sam was like in the kitchen, and all of a sudden, I looked out. I was like, in there's shock. like a big crash. The table was half of it, not half, like a third of it was like in my on my foot, like on the floor, like all shattered everywhere, and like my foot was like bleeding. And but it's I, not tempered glass. Yeah, so it was like a I thought, piece. you know, I thought I was like, oh, I have a little bit of a cut, but. I really, I ended up going in the emergency room and I got stitches, but luckily I was fine. She literally thought, it was so funny because she was like in shock, so I don't think she could really feel the pain as like, because you're in such shock, but I like looked over in the cut, like TMI, but it was like super deep and she was thinking, she's like, oh, it's okay, we'll just put like, I was like, I think it'll heal up, it's fine, and I was like, I want to like make her freaked out, I was like, oh, like, I think we should go to the ER, like just to be sure, I'm like, I knew she's going to have to get Well, I like hit it right on like the top part of where your bone is, so it's like, there was no. And I was like, kept looking. I was like grossed out to look at it because I mean I'm not like super grossed out by blood but I don't you know maybe because it was her I was getting like really grossed out and I could just tell how deep it was and she like wasn't noticing it so I was just like let's go and I remember I had to carry her we didn't have like a wheelchair or anything I had to carry her yeah because like I would step I I would walk and like all my shoes and like the blood was like going everywhere so really gross but yeah make sure you like (laughs) make sure you look at so I think like if they break something I'm pretty sure you like um, if you take pictures something. of it, you can file some kind of claim, but like, I don't think they gave you that much. So make sure stuff's wrapped well. Um, or I guess just take it yourself. I don't know, but yeah, wrap and bundle the breakables. And then another tip that I saw online that was really smart is in the box that you like fragile stuff. You could put like blankets or pillows inside the box. Yeah, we did stuff like that. Oh, we did. I, I don't think, remember. Yeah. Well, they packed up like all the furniture. We did like all our clothing and like you could have them technically do everything, but just remember like they're going to upcharge you for every single thing that they, they pack up. Some things are definitely worth it. And let's say you're really busy, like you're at work and you can't pack stuff. Obviously, you could have them do everything, but I don't think anyone's going to pack it. Like they have expertise, but at the same time, like if it's something that's really valuable to you, like I would probably recommend you do it yourself and like figure out how to pack it the best. So you can take the blame for it if it breaks. Yeah, you want to make sure you bring also like this is a good tip is to remember to bring cash to tip the movers at the end. And um, when you're also packing stuff up, you want to you could use household stuff, which we did. You could use stuff like hampers, suitcases and laundry bins to put extra stuff in like to carry clothes or items. Just make because you're packing those anyways, you can use them as extra storage. We already talked about the hanging clothes, the hanging the garment boxes, but if you can either either make your own or some use some kind of rod or you could do the trash bag method where you just keep on the hangers and wrap them in the trash bags and take them with you. That way too works. I think the easiest way is to keep them on hangers. Just it saves you a lot of time and wrinkles. And another tip is for the furniture and like different cords and stuff. You want to make sure that you label everything. Like let's say your furniture gets taken apart. You can label like like sticky notes or like tape or something how it goes together, what parts. And then take a picture before you take it apart of how it's supposed to look. So if you like a bunch of cords that are supposed to be wired a certain way or your furniture is put together a certain way or arranged in a certain way, you can always – I love taking pictures of stuff and so you remember exactly how it goes. And then, obviously, like, uh, for jewelry, it always gets, I feel like ours always gets tangled. 
when we're moving. Um, it and, was a big mess. And a way that you can, I haven't, I've seen this, but I haven't tried it myself. Is you put this, you put the jewelry in a straw, so it does, it stays um, not right. tangled. Yeah. yeah, and I think you use like some kind of tape to keep it there. I haven't tried the method myself though. And then when you actually move it, if you're moving into a house versus an apartment. A good tip is to have a locksmith come rekey your home. I mean, you don't want to have the same key that someone. I mean, not in my opinion. I think it's yeah. safest yeah. to. I would feel more comfortable if I rekeyed it. Actually, I don't even know if we did. We didn't. We didn't. I don't know what. We just were like, oh, it's fine. It's like you don't know who this previous owner, what who has their key. But we didn't. We didn't so, do that. I don't know. <laughs> we were fine. Next house, we'll do it. <laughs> Another thing I just thought about is that we did. I don't know if they still exist, but there's a lot of. Um, companies out there that you can like if you're moving to a new house or I guess an apartment they I don't know if it still exists but they had like a service where you could um I don't know if they paid you to pay a service or it was free but they'll basically I think they probably get a commission of it they will like hook up all your utilities and your you can decide if you, who you want for your like internet provider and they like coordinate everything for you that's what they did for us I don't know if that still exists so I would definitely look into it because that helps so much is like one less thing you have to do but I would recommend if you're not going to do that I would definitely recommend like in the week weeks before you're going to move, make sure that you have like a designated time. They're going to come switch over your internet and your um, cable and everything if you still have that, if you still use like DirecTV or Time Warner or whatever, with Spectrum, whatever they call it, so that you don't get there and realize you don't have any Wi-Fi or anything like that because... Or TV, or TV, whatever. Whatever you're saying, whatever you use, because I think it's one thing you forget about. Like you think about, you might think about your utilities, but you'll probably forget about that. And I know a lot of us are probably working from home right now, so you want to make sure you have all that set. Yeah, so I was about to say the utilities. That's yeah. my last oh, little note I read on that. Your mind. Yeah, so if you guys have any tips, share them with us because we'd love to hear what you guys have used and what's worked best for you guys. But I feel like it's definitely trial and error, and then we haven't done it in so long. I feel like it'll be a new experience when we finally do it again. Yeah, so kind of jumping ahead what I just said about working from home and everything, we thought we'd share a few tips on how to be productive um, working from home. I know a lot of us are working from home right now, and you know some of us have already been doing it for a while um, anyway. So we're going to share some tips. I will warn you, some of them we do. Some of them we know we should be doing and we don't do them, but we'll share all of them nonetheless. So I'll just jump right into it. So one of the ones that I think we think is really important is making sure you have a dedicated workspace. So it can be really easy. I know we did when we switched from our house, I mean, from working from a corporate job setting to our house, I like could not wait. Actually, anytime I worked from home, even when I was working at my corporate job, I would be so excited that I could just sit on my couch and work. And this is one of the ones that I was saying, like, I don't follow really strictly, but I think it is really important. The reason being, if you have, if everything's like combined, like if you're going to work on your bed or on a couch where you normally relax, it all becomes kind of one spot and it kind of makes it hard for you to be like not thinking about work while you're in that space. So think about when you go to an office, you're not relaxing at the office or you shouldn't be. So it's really important to make a space, like designate a space. And if you live in a really small apartment, there's still ways to you know, have like a designated chair or a designated corner in your room or designated corner in your living room that you can work on. And like, obviously, if the couch is the only option, it's fine. But maybe have like a certain um, area on there that you do or somewhere you sit on there, like some kind of desk you pull out so that you feel like it's a different kind of um, 
like you're shifting into work versus hanging out at home. And ideally, if you have a separate room, like we have a separate office that we made look all cute. So I'd be like more inclined to sit in there and work. And I do get in habits where I, most of the time I sit in there. But I, of course, like Alexis was mentioning earlier, I also get in the habits of sitting at my dining room table, which I really don't relax there. So I guess that's more like I'm sitting upright. It's also way better for your back if you get like a stand-up desk or you can even get a um, stability ball that helps really great for your core. one of those. I'm actually looking into getting one of those. Or you could even just have your laptop standing up on something and you could – or computer and that you can stand up on it at least every once in a while. And then speaking of getting a creative workspace for yourself, the thing I always have on my desk is some sort of hand sanitizer, especially now. And the one I've been using recently is by CBD for Life. You guys have probably heard of them on our podcast before or maybe some other place, but they're a great brand. They're female owned and operated in the United States. So we love that. And they recently, when all this COVID stuff started happening, they recently shifted their focus to hand sanitizer and they donated many cases to local frontline workers and organizations and and essential business workers. And there's not actual CBD in that actual product, although they have a ton of other products like face cream that we've talked about, foot cream, and all different products that have CBD in them. So this one doesn't have actual CBD in it. But it does contain hemp seed extract and aloe, which really help keep your hands from drying out. You know that alcohol and stuff in there, it really will dry out your hands. Everyone's been using it so much. You guys know that it like, yeah, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. So if you guys want to try any of their products, you can head to their website, cbdforlife.us. And you can use our code DOUBLEDOSE, D-O-U-B-L-E-D-O-S-E, for 20% off anything on their website. And thanks to them for sponsoring this episode. So now I'm going to shift back into another tip that I have for working from home, and that is make sure you have set kind of like guidelines of when you're going to work. It's super important. Alexis can speak to this because all your hours will kind of shift all the time around. And when you do that, it can kind of, you end up working like literally all day, which is so easy. But yeah, I will say it's different if you're working a corporate job versus a job that you work for yourself. Because when I worked, like you can speak to this, when you worked at your corporate job, you had basically your normal hours when it hit to like 6 p.m. Yeah, I was like, I'm out of here. I'm done. I'm not going to work anymore. Or you're like, I'm shutting the laptop. So I think if you're in that kind of setting, make sure, I mean, you can't be working like, let's say your job's flexible. They say you can work from like whatever, you know, eight hours a day, but it can be whatever works for you. I mean, a lot of the times if you're not working for yourself, like maybe maybe from 6 to 10 p.m. at night is not going to work. So you need to figure out obviously when your boss, when you need to be in touch with them, um, when also find out when you're most productive. I find for myself that I'm very productive at night, but I also get kind of tired because if I'm doing stuff all day, I get really tired. So some people are very productive in the morning, but some people are really productive at midday or at night. I feel like midday is kind of the time when I'm like the least productive or like middle of my work days when I'm least productive. So you want to make sure that you can figure out when's the best time to set your hours. That's really important to you. Like I was saying before, a thing, a rule of thumb that most people find is good is that you can basically do plan your stuff around your workflow around, like I was saying, when you're most productive. So you would example do your highest priority tasks first. I always like to try, we both do, we always like to knock out our stuff that we really have to get done in the morning or like when I first get up. And then that way I don't have to worry about like it's five o'clock and I haven't done the stuff that actually has to get, like that is important that I have to do that day. And then you can plan your day around like what you 
pretty much like I was saying, when you you have the most energy to do the hardest things of your day, like don't do sitting. If you're not a night owl, do not do stuff at night and wait till the nighttime to do it. <laughs> you'll never do it. And then also give yourself rewards and breaks, which I'll get into in a little bit. But we find for us, like basically we get up in the morning and I will always like try to make a list either the night before or um, the morning of, of like what I have to get done that day. And I started doing that because I, like Alexis was saying earlier, when I didn't make lists, I would just have like a million things that I knew I had to get done that day. And I just start getting, I suffer from anxiety like I've talked about before. So if I don't write things down and then I like don't think about what I actually have to get done that day, I just think that I have to do everything that day, which I still sometimes get in that trap. But I will think I have to do every single thing that day. And obviously it's not possible to get it done. So then I feel like guilty that I didn't do everything. So I think it's like I was saying, put the highest priority stuff, like the stuff that is due that day that you have to get done. And then whether, you know, and keep the work stuff separate, like make a separate list for work stuff and a separate stuff for like, if you have to do laundry and stuff, make that separate because you need, they both need to be high priority, but you can figure out how you can fit the time block in your day. So do that. And then you want to also break up the day. So since you have the flexibility to be at home working, you want to use those benefits to to that. So we always, we usually try to go on a walk at least every day. We started that during quarantine and it kind of changes. It used to be like kind of in the afternoon, but I found that it was kind of hard. Sometimes I'd get really stuck doing something like that. I was in the middle of doing a task and I didn't want to break like the productivity that I had. So what I normally do is I work out and in the morning, I always do that first thing in the morning. Yeah, but in the morning even still, sorry to interrupt you, but in the morning, we, I will always check my phone first thing in the morning, which is like a no-no, but I do it and I spend like a good 30 minutes to an hour answering messages or responding to comments and then I finally get the motivation to start my workout. So it's like, I really should just like do my workout first and then answer all these but for some reason in my head I'm like I gotta answer all these first there's people waiting on me and then I like answer them and then I'm like distracted and then, so go ahead so. yeah so I like back when I was saying definitely make a schedule and I think if you're really transitioning I mean most people have probably been working from home if you didn't work from home before but so this is kind of old news to you but if you're still trying to get in the hang of it I would say it's best, if especially if you work in a corporate setting, it's best to try to stick to like the exact schedule that you have because I think everyone benefits from, from a routine, especially when you're working. It, maybe in other parts of your life you don't like routine, but I think routine is the best. And even Alexis and I both have a routine that we do every single day. Um, but if you find that you like you typically get up really early and you work, I would stick to that. I would still get up, set your alarm like you normally do, get up because if you're like on a schedule, like kind of like a weekend schedule and you're not used to working from home, it's very easy to get used to just being like, well, I'm just going to watch like 10 episodes of this and then I'll do it later. And of course, you're never going to do it. Like a friend could call, you could you get caught up watching something else and just never do it. You know, life can happen and you won't get around to it. So if you normally work and you get up at like six or seven, you get up and you head to work, like I would get up and do the same exact thing. Most people, some people find that they, it's best if they change out of their clothes and they put on like real clothes. I mean, it doesn't mean put on like a three-piece suit, but it means like maybe change out of the pajamas you're in and put on like another set of workout clothes or you could put on like jeans and a shirt or something, whatever you're comfortable, like loungewear or, you know, if you're a male, you could put on like something that you would go like to dinner in or something like that. Some people find that they work way more that way more they work way better if they're dressed for the part that they're trying to do instead of just being in like I will say I feel like I feel a lot better especially when I'm in a slump if I like get ready and I'm if I have to like get ready for a meeting for pictures and I feel like I get ready I feel a lot better like later on in the day whereas like 
times like today when I'm like still in my workout clothes from earlier today when I worked out. I mean, it's fine because I'm used to it all the time. But if you're a rude person that is not used to that and you're used to being in your like strict work clothes all day when you're working, it could be like a mind shift for you and you feel like you're just not productive. You feel bleh all the time. So I definitely feel like if you're feeling you're in that rut, change out of your dirty clothes, put on something clean that's been like nicely cleaned and fresh. And you'll, I think that will just at least shift your mindset. And you also want to make sure that you have like something you can do for inspiration that will help you as kind of as the day goes on if you get in a slump. So listening to like an inspiring podcast or inspiring YouTube video just to kind of break up the day or you could do it while you're like actually working. We like listening to podcasts. We do that. Yeah. It's better. You could listen to music, but I feel like podcasts. Music really distracts me. Yeah. Music. I mean, podcasts really help. You can, first of all, you're learning information. Number one. Number two, I feel like if you listen to something really upbeat, like a podcast, I feel like it can really bring up your mood and make you feel like you're kind of like around people. And speaking of being around people, I think it's great to time block your day and make time to call your friends or like text them or even your coworkers that used to sing so that you feel like you can stay in the loop not just like on a work level but also on a personal level because you're used to going into the office and communicating with them and seeing them I mean you want to make time to do it just so that you're social but also make sure that you're not like doing this all, like just chatting in the chat message all day and you're not actually focusing on what what work you actually have to get done but I think that really helps like we try to be social I mean our job is a little bit of a different thing because we're on social media so I'm like I talk to people all day I talk to people all day but another tip is like turn off your social media when you're trying when you're like at work I mean at work I feel like people are not very good about turning off your social media but I find that like if I have you can put your phone on do not disturb or you can like have it so your browser won't let you go on like Facebook and like their Instagram things like that because you can get down a rabbit hole like you don't even know wasted like two hours I do this at night I do all the time which is like not a good idea so that's what I was saying. Like, get started early and make sure that you have those things like blocked off because that can always, I definitely, that definitely deters what you're doing. The thing I like to use is, like I was saying, if you have a task that you have to get it to get done, like laundry or sitting around the house. Laundry, things like that are a great way to like make sure you're staying on your schedule. So let's say your laundry cycle is like 15 minutes or an hour or less or whatever. You know you can tell yourself, okay, I have this many much time to get done this task and I feel like you're going to be way more efficient with it. If you have to get some report out, you're like, okay, I have 15 minutes to get this done before I have to go take switch the loads out. So I feel like it's a good timer and also you're being really productive with the stuff you have to do around your house. Another thing is you want to make sure you can you can always instead of worrying about what you're going to eat for lunch, what you're going to get from Uber Eats or something like that, <laughs> it's fine to get Uber Eats, but I would plan everything out the night before. So just like you would for work, I wouldn't like you might decide on a whim that you're going to go get like you're going to order something or take a walk somewhere to get something. But I feel like you already know what you're going to have for dinner and for breakfast. You're not sitting there like diddle down in the kitchen like what I'm going to eat. Also, it helps with not overeating because when you're working from home, your fridge is just a step away. And I know we I do that. You snack all day. You snack all day. And it's so easy to get in the get in the midst of just eating and not being productive or eating while you're working, which is another another ta- tip that we have for that is try to make your meals separate from what you're doing when you're eating. We are the worst yeah. of that. I eat while I'm working every time. I I literally start eating it like after I work out, which we like we we take a break. Like we eat our last I'll snack until like any time I go to sleep. So like probably like 10 30, 11, some nights 11 30. 
and so then the next day I won't eat until like I'll try to extend it I'll get up I'll work out have my juice my celery juice and then I won't eat I'll go on a walk I won't eat till like 12 some days or even later so yeah and then I start really getting into work mode and I snack literally from that time all the time until I go to bed so maybe be a little better than we are and not snack a little while you're working because I feel like you're not mindful when you're eating (laughs) Yeah, I mean, for sure. I think it's it just it's a bad habit. The other thing about working out is I would make sure you try to do something active every single day. When you obviously look at it, look at it as a positive because when you're at your corporate job, most jobs except for maybe a few, you are sitting at a sedentary at your desk all day, and obviously you could continue the same thing at home but worse and be eating more. But I think it's really important to you could use it as a break, a definitive break to go to the gym or go for a walk or. Do something active, do an at-home workout. We just got a Peloton not that long ago. And it's for me, I some people like to break up their day, like break up midday to do a workout, which it actually would be a good idea if you feel like you're like in the most slump then and you feel like you could you can hold yourself accountable because I feel like it definitely um, gives you more energy because it releases a bunch of endorphins and stuff so you feel more energized to go back to work but if you find like you that it w- wouldn't work for you like I'm a morning workout person like I like to start my day I do a little bit of work and then I work out or you could just start ideally I would just start my day working out and not touch my phone or anything until then which I've done before but whatever works for you get up and work out before I feel like all the emails start coming in like you would a normal day like start working out do everything distraction free and then get right back into like eat and then get right into work and that's what I find works for me um I will say like I said I I feel like I'm the least productive like in the middle of the day like I've done a lot all morning and midday and then by like you know the normal time like 2 33 I'm like oh my god I don't feel like doing anything but I will say that's when I try to schedule most of my calls because I feel like the morning I'm like too tired and I want to get my workout in and I feel like I've done something more productive like I've answered some emails I like worked out I've possibly gone on a walk I've done some things and then I feel like I don't like to schedule them until after all that so that I feel like I've done like some stuff mentally that I've checked off some stuff on my to-do list before I've tackled more calls because I feel like maybe the call won't go you know in some aspects the call sometimes they go well sometimes they don't go well and I feel like that could like deter your whole day if you like feel like you just did not have a productive call and you haven't done anything you might not want to continue with the rest of your stuff that's what works personally for me and then my last tip is make sure that you have like a definitive finishing time every day like I said ideally that's what we would do but our job is a little bit different. I feel like I'm kind of on all the time. I'm still trying to find a pattern where I'm like, some days, like when I have plans, I try to have like an endpoint of at least my computer time. I'm like, okay, in the afternoon I put it away because I'm like, I need to get ready. I need to like, you know, do some stuff on Instagram. So I try not to like answer as many emails after that. After a certain point in the day, I'm like, I try not to. But of course, with it being on my phone and stuff, it definitely gets a lot harder to do that. But for people who are working a more corporate setting, have a timer like, okay, after this time, I start this time of the day. After this time, I'm not going to answer any more emails. I'm not going to be available anymore. Then I feel like it helps you set more guidelines and you can be there with your family instead of managing the kids, the family, the animals and everything at one time and work all at the same time. So those are kind of our tips. I feel like we could benefit from doing some of them more, but we do a lot of them. It's just harder. I will say routine is number one. You need to be in a routine. If every day, every day might be different chaos or whatever, but if you have the same routine, like I get up, I check my emails at this time. I get up, I have quiet time. I get up, I work out first. Something that you do every single day, it will help you 
in the midst of all this craziness, feel like you have some kind of order. So that's like my number one tip. But now we're going to jump into our favorites for this week. And let's And they're related to snacking at home and eating on the job. So um, we these are two food items that we've tried recently that we we're obsessed with. And I tried these a couple weeks ago. I had seen them on Instagram. I had actually tried them a couple years back. And they are jicama taco shells. If you don't know what jicama is... The best way to describe it is like a pear, kind of like a pear texture, but it doesn't have, it's not sweet. So it basically has no taste, which sounds kind of gross, but it basically will absorb any flavor you put on it. So Trader Joe's sells these jicama wraps, they call them, and they're basically just thinly sliced jicama that you can use for tacos. So we bought some a couple weeks ago, and it's basically jicama is a starch root vegetable, so it's cr- but it's crunchy like a water chestnut. And I, it has a ton of health benefits, but you can also, if you buy a jicama from the grocery store or cut up, you can also dip it into like guac or hummus. You can dip it into like um, different spices, and they're really good. You can make like, quote, fries with them. They're not really fries, but they're good. Um, but these little wraps are so good. We made like veggie tacos, so I just sauteed a bunch of veggies, and I put them in there with guac and salsa really good and they the best part is is that they're only 15 calories for two of them and then they're three grams of carbs but they have two grams of fiber so they packed with fiber and you can use them for like different tacos I think on the packaging it said quesadillas I don't know how that would taste but you could try them I picked them at Trader Joe's and I think they're only like $3.99 or something like that and or actually I can't remember the price but there's no, making up no I thought I saw it somewhere but I oh yeah $3.99 and they come with like 12 of them, but I will warn you, they're really small. So like Sam and I ate they're the like whole, little corn tortillas. Sam and I ate the whole package but that's in nothing one new. sitting. God forbid we should leave anything. But yeah, they're same. really good. And like, I remember I shared a brand um, a couple years ago that you can find at HEB, but HEB is only in like Texas. Essential market. Yes. So you can share yours. It's okay. So mine, we bought a few weeks ago. So good. I've seen their stuff, but I haven't actually tried like their dressings or sauces. So it was Primal Kitchen's Organic and Unsweetened Barbecue Sauce. And I believe they have, I just got the regular unsweetened one, but they have, I think they had another flavor too. And I know some of my friends have had like their dressings and stuff and they really liked them. But I was looking for stuff to barbecue for 4th of July and I found this sauce and it was, I love the ingredients. So it's all organic and it has like, like for example, it has no added sugar or high fructose corn syrup, honey or agave, which I love because barbecue sauces usually have lots of sugar, added sugar. And like it's great if it's honey or whatever, but I rather like for me, I don't want to eat all my calories in a sauce. I rather just be able to enjoy it and then I can have, you know, like a yummy dessert or something else, fruits or whatever as my sugar and carbs. I'd rather actually eat them so this one had things like water organic crushed tomatoes balsamic vinegar all the all these are organic by the way salt mustard seed a bunch of spices so they don't use any sweetener at all i don't think so it tasted pretty sweet so I was, yeah i don't know i don't well tomatoes have sugar in them yeah. but i don't think they add sugar like oh, for wow. they're for two tablespoons it's 15 calories and three grams of carbs so i feel like it's really good. Total sugars yeah. are two. There's no added sugar. Yeah, just the tomatoes. So it still tastes sweet. Highly above. recommend. I loved it. Yeah. They had, like I said, I think they have you another You could, like, flavor. marinate some of it, They too. have them. We'll link them in the show notes, but they have it at Target. We found ours at the grocery store, and it's organic, gluten-free, non-GMO. So 
We like, I think they also make ketchup that I kind of want to oh, buy. Oh, you need to yeah. try that. I need to try that and report back. So that's all we have for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in. You can find our all of our other episodes on iTunes, Spotify, depending where you're listening, Spotify or on our blog at doubledose.com. Thank you guys so much. And if you guys would not re- mind rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, that would be great. We really appreciate the feedback and we'll take any topic suggestions you guys have. So thank you for sharing those so far and we'll talk to you soon.